0: All right, coach. I, I sent this out. I talked to Mako about it in Chad, but give me your, either your, it's like a, it maybe a pet peeve or what you hear the most out on recruiting or out in the world. When you tell people you coach D3, what's a D3 misconception or stigma that drives you nuts? That's
1: a, that's a really good question. Uh, I, I would, I don't know if anything drives me uh, nuts. I think, um, you know, when I, when I think about it, I think, uh just i i would say like just access to to mm. d3 i t- i think um you know whether it's just access to schools that um don't present themselves as scholarship schools um and for a lot of students um especially for students who come from you know maybe just you know backgrounds where you don't have you know a ton of resources you know automatically our school schools or schools that don't offer scholarships are eliminated um but in you know in all honesty sometimes just depending on your you know your academic record um and you combine that with um your you know family situation um you can really access you know more options um you know especially on non-scholarship schools division three um and you know i just it just it it hurts it's like sometimes when students are kind of compiling their list they just yeah c- maybe cut off a group
0: yes like and, automatically assume uh, they can't go to lc yes a-
1: exactly they're just automatically and then you know and even like sometimes i hear like i'm you know just around students and they'll mention uh, a college um and this is why i'm so fortunate that i i got to live um in different areas um they'll mention the college and they are saying yeah like you know, I didn't, I didn't call that coach back. And I am like, I'm like, wow, you know, that was, you know, that was Harvard, you know, you yes. know, I, you probably, <laughs> you probably, you probably should have, you know, at least listened. you know, like, yes. you know, but, um, but yeah, it's just you could
0: at least notified on the other end of that text that you opened it. You probably should have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's just us, baby. Cross the Streams podcast, we're back with another edition of our Left Coast story. And if this is your first time listening, to uh, Kane lets me do this one on my own. I'm sure he'll come up with a football version of this that I'll be excluded from. But uh, this is my little pet project. You know, having spent 14 years, 22 overall at the D3 level in basketball, I really wanted to try to combat the, the geographic isolation that the NWC and the at coaches face just in terms of sheer humans that have eyes on the great work so many of these coaches are doing. So Left Coast Story, uh, we've been lucky enough to have Chad Murray, PLU, Mako Hamilton, Fox, last week Coach Rich Reed, Laverne, and this week I'm going to let Coach Tim from LC introduce himself, but I'm lucky enough to bring on colleagues, former competitors, friends of mine, uh, and use our small platform to brag about them and let them brag about their guys in the the great work West Coast uh, basketball has. So Coach Tim, introduce yourself to the Cross the Streams audience, sir.
1: Oh, and thanks for having me. Um, obviously, Tim, Tim McCory. Um, I'm over at Lewis and Clark um, College, um, going into my fifth year here, I'm just really, really grateful, uh, really grateful to be here. Um, and I always got to give a shout out to my high school, Moss Point High School. Uh, so just grateful um, to be here. And thanks for, uh, you know, setting everything up.
0: Yes, sir. And coach. You touched on this. We got to talk about a little bit in the pre-taping of the show. You mentioned being when you were able to live in other parts of the country. So from that, just take us through your journey, man, the journey from all the places you've stopped and coaching and life and how now you're up on the Hill with the Piles.
1: Yeah. Um, so I grew up in Mississippi, grew up in a place called Moss Point, Mississippi. Um, Moss Point, you know, for everyone, uh, just is a just a hardworking place, just really, really good people really really hard working. Um, I just remember coming up in the in the basketball space you to get <clears throat> any type of credit um, you got you really have to earn it from um, the folks who are living there and um, you know we're all like it's kind of cool now just to watch you know um, you know Devin Booker come from the, from our high school and then how much he's giving back It's kind of really, really cool. So I started off um, in Moss Point Mississippi. Um, played high school basketball there. Um, I didn't. I actually got cut from my AAU team, um, so my uh, recruitment process was a little different than
0: that. Makes than, it a little harder. It makes it yeah. A little harder. It
1: made it a little harder. Like when I'm so I'm so old. It's uh, you only have one AAU team in the state, um, and I think it's at 12 spots. And um, I, I'm actually grateful I got cut because you know when we when we won, and you know I you know I I got to. You know make my make my tour on all those people that they chose over me but i um i was uh really really grateful for that um just grateful for my high school experience and had a great high school coach and brian brooks he really uh just saw something in me um had me out on the field had me doing extra workouts just everything just putting a lot of his time and his energy into my um to my basketball abilities along with my father so um just really dove into that um, dove into basketball, was able to, you know, get some scholarship looks and it came out th- just thankful to be able to, you know, go to Vermont, um, uh, from there, um, obviously great coaches play with great players. Um, uh, and I was there for four years. It's just beautiful experience, um, being able to, you know, go to the NCAA tournament and all that stuff. Um, they from Vermont, actually, um, my senior year, I kind of, kind of just, um, just kind of just was just, I was like, basketball's over. Um, I'm not going to class. So I was just hanging, not really thinking about what my next stop would be. Um, and uh, actually one of the ADs at Vermont thought that I would, just thought I'd be a good athletics director. So he um, hooked me up with this opportunity, like, you know, send me this job application over at Missouri um, to go over there and work as a grad assistant um, in the athletics department, uh, which ended up being probably the best decision of my life. So I went over to Missouri, um, was just being able to be around the basketball team who went to the Elite Eight, uh, football team that was number two in the country, softball, baseball, soccer, all won the Big 12, um, just a lot of success, a lot of winning, um, just kind of made me a professional, I would say, um, just being around those types of uh, highly, highly successful and competitive people. Um, so from there, um, I actually, my sister uh, from grad school, I was offered um, some AD positions, um, but I ended up turning them down um, because my sister got pregnant. Um, So my sister got pregnant. So I went, you know, I just, I was needed at home. um, So I I went home and I was there. Um, I actually got to be around my mom. She started a consulting business, got to be there with my sister. Um, Pivotal, I actually, I actually bring this up now that, you know, you know, coach, like when you're around young people, you have to pinpoint these, uh, those significant life moments, yes. um, yes. because they're, they're really teaching moments. Like I was there with my sister basically for the entire year and you really appreciate it now because, you know, she's passed away. Like you get to like, oh, you wow. get, you get, to, you get to be there. Um, yeah. so within that, like, I just got the, you know, realize like what I want to do with my life, um, like what I want to do. So ended up going grad school um, and then back home, just doing random stuff, um, helping out with different programs. And then was able to go um, after that, like maybe six months or so later, I got my first coaching job in Oberlin, Ohio, Um, went out to Oberlin, um, coach Isaiah um, Cavaco, who I just, I consider just a great, brilliant basketball mind. Um, just being able to be around, just learn, you know, you learn young coach, you don't know nothing, you know. You might you think, you, think do. you do, but you don't know <laughs> <really understand. laughs> You just don't know. You don't know what you don't know, you know. Right. So just just learning, just um Carrie Jenkins to the women's coach that was there, he was a former division one assistant. Um, Isaiah the head coach at Overland, he was a former division one assistant. So just great knowledge, just the people was able to be around, just all the programs in the area, Kent State, all these great programs. Um, just learned a lot, so I was there for seven years, um, and then um, just opportunity came for me to, you know, come out to, you know, Lewis and Clark, and you know, obviously just grateful. And you, when you're able to, you know, be a head coach, you're just just grateful
0: for the opportunity, to be honest. Still, so, coach, like all the like us having known each other right for five years and spent a lot of time at many recruiting events, laughing and talking. But even all this of your journey, like there's. You've got the South. You've got the Atlantic. You've got Ohio. You've got so many different spots that going home piece. You know, I'm imagining and you mentioned so many coaches. I'm imagining each one of those. Like, can you I'm sure you can pinpoint like, oh, that's that's something for me that I got in Vermont or that's something from that time frame when I was home with my sister. That's how I came to this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But believe it or not, like, what I what I've taken most in my coaching is from my father. So my father, Ooh. the military person, um, okay. just really consistent, um, really disciplined. Um, he's just just a really good human being, and um, just how to show up every day and who you show up with, your character, all that stuff. It just matters. Um, so most of the stuff, like just the consistency, I it was pretty much I was able to pick that up from my parents, um, and yeah. then. What I've taken along the way, probably from a basketball perspective, I've probably taken the most from my time at Oberlin with Isaiah. Mm. Um, I think, you know, his just basketball basketball mind. I was able to sit over there on that bench with Isaiah, like Josh Bland, um, Mitch Gillum, just some good basketball people, especially when you're, when you're younger, you just, yeah. you you need it, you know, you just yeah. need it. Like, Hey, young fella, sit down, young fella. you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, just some good stuff. Just some people that are right. just willing to just sit there with you and mentor you. And I was, uh, um, I was just really, really fortunate in, for my specific situation. And then in, in terms of my college coaches, just take it. I mean um, just being in Missouri, just to see some, I, I just, you know, that family, just being around a family oriented program, um, just mm-hmm. having your family around and being able to just incorporate that into a program. And then, you know, at but um, Tom Brennan, just how you can treat people well mm. and still be successful.
0: Um, God, I, I love that, right? Because so many, I think, and I would have probably mm-hmm. at 29 when I got the head job assumed my anger and fury will drive us to wins alone. Right. And that's the only way to get the best out of people. And I wish I would have known then, like I can think of certain players that didn't need me blacking out in the moment. (laughs) I could have used exactly what you're saying. Like you can treat these people with some humanity Mm. and they still might level up.
1: Yeah. um, It's uh, yeah. It's just, you know, you, you want to do it together. You don't want to do it alone. Mm. Um, And I think it's a, yeah. It's just always learning. You know, I think that's what yeah. that's
0: what I think we all love about coaching. You never feel like you have it figured out. Right. Right. You, know? you mentioned earlier something that's that struck me and I'm interested if you have an example. in your mind. You talked about your time at Missouri with all the success of all the different programs. And then you also mentioned business in grad school. Your mom was starting a business and you talked about learning professionalism. Can you think of a moment where it was like, hey, like you said, young fella, it's not how we do it here. <laughs> you should think of that.
1: Yeah, I have an incredible. I have so many. Um, you know, especially <laughs> you know off air. I think uh, the the one that just sticks out. Like I I, I just like to share these things because um, oftentimes people think maybe you know as coaches like leadership positions you're perfect and you know it's just this fairy tale story, but um, it's just not. You just make you know make mistakes and it's just how you show up the next day. But I think my first. So this is my first. Like you know you know in high school I worked camp, you know, maybe a little Taco Bell, you know, like those types of jobs, you know, great jobs, you know, and then this was, this was kind of my first job that, you know, you know, like just show up, you know, sometimes we had 6 a.m. meetings, like just, you know, just that type of job, you know, and, you know, with what it required. And, you know, I was actually running our student athlete advisory committee. Um, And this was our first meeting Um, and I mean they have the athletics director showing up, I mean just the whole campus is showing up to these meetings, um, because it's just a a value placed on what you know student athletes. um, You know the the student what student athletes need. Um, And I show up so you know i'm I'm coordinating the meetings it's my my responsibility to show up and you know kind of be there as an organizer and. I show up to the meeting. It's probably about 50, 60 people in here. I show up to the meeting, Kip, with one itinerary.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you had one plan? <laughs> I have one,
1: one itinerary for 60 people. I remember looking at my supervisor. She looks at me, and she, we just both just bust out laughing. Oh,
0: my God, right. such a great great yes how did you stretch that how did you stretch it (laughs) that is that is awesome that is so good i bet you have double copies these days i have one i got one for everybody you know but uh right i just
1: think i always point to that moment because it's uh just in terms of professionalism just showing up prepare, like everything that it it i I'm, every meeting I had at Missouri was with someone who was at the top of their profession um, and then being in that room, getting things accomplished. Um, i super, super grateful for that experience for
0: sure. That's awesome. Yeah. Take into account now. Now we got your origin story. The audience knows kind of where you're coming from. Now, give me the, the 30 second. You can stretch it to a full timeout version of how you want your team to play. If they come see the piles, they should be able to leave and say, "Tim's team plays this way." Obviously, haven't gone against you this many times, and in, in my previous role, I have an idea of what your teams were about. And it's always fun to hear what you what you think. And I can see if we were scouting worth a damn. Yeah. Obviously, we were, <laughs> we But go ahead. Take what what are, what are the pile? What do you want them to look like?
1: Uh, Thirty second version, honestly, just the what you know. We hope to build is just something that's together. Um, just when you watch it, it doesn't look like um, twenty, including the coaches, like twenty-five individuals. Just really, just something that is together, um, together, um, tough, competitive. Just something that's together, um, and that's pretty much the foundation of what what we are. Just a team that's defensively connected, offensively just connected, and 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 also I think it's really, really important that celebrates each other in a real way too. So um, I think that's the, those are the things that
0: stand out for sure. This past year and watching one of your, one of the best players I've seen in our league in a long time that, that you, that you had on your team and you were talking about together, Brendan Patrick cohesiveness. Like it reminds me of Jimmy Butler this year after game seven saying, I don't think of my guys as role players, they're teammates. And you had a kid in him that was so, so good but he never was like outside of the frame. Does that make sense? Like I, I used to talk about how efficient he was and the pain in the ass he was as an opposing coach, but that you talking about together made me think of him leading that that particular group.
1: Yeah, Brendan is a once in a lifetime player. Um, sometimes I wish, yeah, I wish I, you know, for me as a coach, I just wish I did a better job getting his story and his journey out there for people. He, um, so he was with us um Obviously, as a freshman and, you know, he earned the starting spot as a freshman. Um, He's actually the first um, captain in terms of my time here as a head coach. Um, He's the three year captain. He the best thing about BP is, you know, on Monday through Friday, he's in the gym with players who don't get in the game, uh, getting extra shots of he's doing extra workouts he's um staying in contact with the team it's just the stuff that he does that you don't see um and then to see him have a season like this um it was just you know just poetic in a way that everything that he put into it even us going through the pandemic where we didn't play a single game um and then coming out of that and then having a season like this and then being able to go on and have a fifth year um so I think it's just, when you have a person like that as your best player, everything else can, you you have a chance for things to align while they're there. And then also, you know, the legacy that they leave behind as well.
0: That's such a good, like the anecdote, because I think, and you you see this as we're all are on social media and we see the grind culture. And yet we all know that there's a level of work you have to put in but I love hearing, and it flows in line with your philosophy of we got to be together, when best players bring others into the gym. And then you mentioned it's not even the other best players all the time. He's bringing guys that probably aren't going to play against the Bearcats on Friday. That's special. In, in my 14 years, it was rare. But like you mentioned, it was a signal of things to come when there was a joiner in that role. Right? Um, so that is really cool to see. And more I want to dive into. Let's take our first break, and we'll be right right back with Coach Tim. The Cass I Own Foundation exists to raise money to fight Alzheimer's and dementia, help researchers combat the disease, and support caregivers. The foundation was created in line with the morals and belief systems of Kane and I's dad, Cass, who himself was diagnosed with Alzheimer's last year. To re- find out how to help us with raising funds for the foundation and those we support, please visit the website, cassionefoundation.org, K-A-S-I-O-A-N-E, foundation.org. All right. We're back. Left coach story. Coach Tim Lewis and Clark Pioneers. Coach, you touched a little bit about the group. You talked about um, together, cohesive, um, other superlatives or adjectives that you want people to describe your players with, or that you just notice from your particular group that that you want to brag about and are proud of. I know you mentioned Brendan Patrick, but talk about Pios in general, Pioneers in general.
1: Yeah. I just, you know, in terms of like the group in general, I I always want for our team, I always want our team to be diverse. Like I I, I do want our teams to come, you know, really want to, our team to just, you know, I always, all, all are welcome. I I really want, it's really important, uh, especially in our conference, like, you know, you can just, just tough. I mean, even, you know, from our team, our coaching staff, like we, and I, I have to do a better job of this myself, you just always want our group to be diverse, try to, you know, go out and recruit, um, try to go out and, you know, um, open this kind of this, you know, experience up to as many people um, as we can. So I think that's one thing that we have to keep at the forefront. Um, It's so easy to get just 100% um, about the competitive piece, as it should be, Um, but the, you know, having a diverse group and then, um, you know, in that diverse group, uh, being competitive, being tough, playing together, um, and really, really rooting for each other—I um, I think that's so important. Um, you know,
0: when you're when you're trying to build up a program. And I, I appreciate that. It takes me back to one of the things we were talking about: barriers to entry, perhaps that that kids might think about. In, our, in the circles that, that I used to be in and you're still in, in predominantly white institutions, right? At, at high tuition cost places. But your team absolutely was a reflection of high representation. Um, talk to me strategies, is it is it just a focus point that you and your staff are are committed to, the university aligning with that? Um, and also the fun, I can say this 100%, it wasn't fun for me watching your dunk lines with a seventh grade <laughs> team underneath going loud as hell in the Pamplin Center, but you checked all the boxes of diverse, athletic, competitive, dunking fun. It didn't well for us later, uh, but go ahead, talk about how you've been able to find synergy with LC in driving diversity on campus. I,
1: I honestly think it starts with our alums. I think this was established way before me. I think we have a group of alumni um, who are currently in Portland, recent graduates, um, Doing really, really, really well. I mean, they, you know, it takes some folks to kind of say, okay, through this experience, this is what you can turn this into. I think from our alumni um, and then you know, our recent graduates, just, you know, which they were already like a Daylon Floyd, um, Zeke Crawford, they were there before, you know, I arrived to campus. Um, then their success. Um, like Matt Brown, like some of the, you know, just founding people, Ryan Seibel, um, their success, then we're able to say, okay, this is what they have done with this experience. Um, you know, let's try to, you know, recreate that and, and grow that with us. So I think it's really like, it's the, the I guess the credit or mm-hmm. the recognition should definitely go to the alums um, and our current players. I think, you know, your team can just say, don't come here. And kids won't come. (laughs) This is not the place. This ain't it. Right. You know, Um, so they could easily be that way. But our team has been welcoming. um, And they just kind of understand, I think going through a pandemic, you kind of understand like the bigger picture, like um, just go on, let's build our communities. Let's make our communities as strong as possible. So I think the, the team, the alumni have been great with that. So I think that has
0: been our biggest kind of Yeah. Kind of a a proof of concept in real living human beings.
1: Yes, exactly. Um, and it just keeps recreating itself. So it's been, you know, pretty, pretty beneficial for us.
0: Take either from your time at Oberlin as an assistant or even over the, the the guys that have played for you and graduated and move on to great things. How would they describe you? They, I played for coach, (laughs) coach is ABC. What what, what would they say? What, What would you hope they say? You know, in my Oberlin days,
1: um, they would say that I gave all of them that work on the basketball court. You know, that's, they, that's what they would say, Then they better, cause I, you know, I was taking names in my um, in that time. Um, but I think whether it's Overland, um, Lewis and Clark, I, you know, what I hope and what I what I try to hang my hat on is loyal. No matter what, this isn't uh, like you do bad and I turn my back on you. I see you in the street and I give you the side eye. Like there's nothing like that. Uh, it's like the ups and the downs like i'm loyal i'm gonna be loyal i'm not gonna be happy all the time you know like you you know but i'm gonna be loyal like i'm 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 gonna keep it a buck 100 percent i'm gonna like stick by especially my my players and my coaches um and then i'm i try to be thoughtful um like we went through a pandemic coming out of a pandemic i'm just trying to be thoughtful and i've just been fortunate to have some really really great people around me just Living here in Portland, you just have some really good people like that just say, hey, I'll come volunteer or something like that. So I've just been able to have some really good people around me that when you have good people around me, I think you you shine a little bit brighter. So um, I think think those two are the the things like loyal. I'll be always be loyal 100 percent. And I still got the same friends all my life. And then um, I will um,
0: 100 percent approach this job with a a lot of thoughtfulness, too. I love it. Okay, tell me. Now we're switching a little bit to recruiting, and this doesn't even have to be like the main things. I think the media overplays facilities and gear, but they did they do play a role, right? So the Pios, are we rolling with Nike, Adidas, Under Armour? Choose your own adventure. How are we affiliated on the hill? <laughs> we, are
1: with, uh, Nike, um, uh, we are rolling with Nike through BSN Sports. We are rolling with Nike. That. That seems – it's almost like in Oregon. I guess it's somewhat changing. I it almost feel like – it feels like
0: you have to roll with Nike. I, I, I felt the same way, kind of. But <laughs> hey, let me ask you this. From your days in Vermont when you were playing, what has happened in the shorts-length bagginess game? Was, it, was, was the revolution televised when you were playing? Because I know in 01, when I had finally won with my old head coach, a Hall of Famer, like, Coach, we'd like to have shorts to our knees with some width. <laughs> And then to my final years, where my guys were triple rolling these things and would rather be in biker shorts. I don't know where I lost the battle. But tell me about you. Um,
1: My day, it was it was baggy. It was like you know Allen Iverson, you know Jordan was a little like baggy shorts. And then I think I don't know who gets credit for this. I think LeBron um, was went went for a more fitted look. And I'm not I'm not mad at,
0: you know, I'm not mad at that. You know, I'm not mad at you. you So do you buy them, coach? Do you buy them where they don't have to roll them or do they roll them still?
1: I, I, when I buy them, the intention is for them, not they're short enough where you do not have to roll them, but I'm not going to lie. They still get a couple rolls, you know, Uh, it's it's just the style of how they want to, you know, like, People yes. say you look good. You, you feel yeah. good. Yeah, you you're good. right. I never you fought nice him and, on it because I was like, know.
0: I'm hypocritical. I used to lose my mind when Gordy made me roll mine up on purpose. I wanted the songs. <laughs> I, I got to be quiet and just, DJ, you go do you. That's yeah. What you want to wear, son? Uh, yeah. Okay, give me facility flow. I'm a PIO recruit. I sign. I'm going to be there in August. Where am I going? What am I? Because I only know the hill in the gym. As I was there for 26 straight years, once a year. And that's the only part of your campus I know. So brag about the hill.
1: Yeah, I think in terms of our school, I think it's, um, it's really, is. I, I think it's just, I honestly, you know, think it's the people mm-hmm. here. Like, that's why, that's what's kept me, you know, here in this position. It's just the people you just have some really, really great conversations. I, and I know there's great people everywhere. Um, um, but here it's just been people it's not really the buildings like when I look at the buildings on campus we have great views you know if you if you turn the right way from anywhere you can get a good view I think you know Yes. yes. <laughs> I, think, I think I think you can you know like you know Um. but I think is in those buildings there's just some really really good people on campus so it's you know you come up on the hill Um. you typically you come into we call it gate three um, and then you have academic side of campus you have the middle part of campus where our main house is located the manor house and then you have residential side of campus but um, you got That's some good I mean it's it is there's some great we have some great views um, from our location um, and then you know I think our selling point is that you can get to Portland fairly easily uh, we're considered South Portland um so I think just it's just, but it is, it really is like the people inside those buildings and.
0: Just, what's the, uh, what's the residency requirement at LC? First two um, years, first year to stay on?
1: Yeah, we have the two year uh, residency, um, you know, to stay on campus. And then um, I think now with everything, everything is like, I think just the pandemic, people just step step back and just thought about things a little bit more. Um, so I think with, those require I don't know like requirements um, is a tough word after the pandemic I think it just depends on everyone's you know situations I think we all understand that we have to be accommodating to a
0: lot of different types of folks gotcha let's take our second break and we'll come back and wrap up with coach Tim (laughs) Cross the streams is brought to you by teams of men teams of men exist to empower coaches to enlighten their players to the power of a reimagined manhood we work with coaches, athletic directors, and players across the country in sports of male male sports teams, trying to drive space in, in the journey to a healthy manhood. Visit our website, teamsofmanllc.com to find out how we can help you and partner together. All right, Coach. We're back. Last segment, and I know we we all do this in various ways with recruits or even freshmen. Let's say I'm a freshman. I've committed. I'm gonna wear the orange, black, white, and all the other iterations of jerseys. You all have. <laughs> What's my pathway to success look like? What do you What are you telling kids? Because and I and I think I talked to this with with Rich. I don't I don't think this generation is any less goal oriented than you, your group or my group. I think they still see the top of the mountain. I think maybe they miss the steps, but I don't attribute that to a lack of drive, but maybe they got to see the journey it takes. So talk about how you all just define success for the individual player and, you know, maybe for the team too.
1: Yeah, defining success, I think, is the most important thing. I I try to just, you know, just I, I refer back to what I needed um, when, I, when I came to college. I, I went from Mississippi to Vermont um, completely. Uh, complete cult- culture shift. So, uh, with anybody, I don't care what background you come from. I think what what you need is more so somebody there on the second to second, minute to minute. Um, so just giving like uh, the blueprint to success, um, and then defining what success looks like. Just just a process more so um, than just setting these. Um, you know, it's it's easy easier to set goals in. Sp- or I was just actually talking about this easier to set goals in sports because you can say hey I'm going to the gym I'm gonna make 500 shots um, right and then but when you're talking about like off the court stuff it's you got to get to know people understand you know where they are with what foundations they have and then then you come up with some plans to kind of help them to get where they need to so I think success you know for off the court is the most important thing as I'm a big believer in what happens off the court. Significantly impacts what happens um, uh, 100. on the court. Yes. Yeah. So I try. We try to just focus on that, um, and then making sure you know down the down the line, like 20, 30 years from now, where whether whatever your um, situation looks like when you're you know working running a company or whatever, you can you got something to fall back on. You know the things that just building on what parents have already built on. So I. Success is just starting and just trying to get better um, every single day, just trying to go day to day and just continue to improve and get better. And then on the court, um, success is just what are those habits that are going to put you in the best situation to be the best? Um, And then just building on those habits on the day to day Um, and people doing their doing their best. People maxing out, people doing their best, people showing up every day. I've never seen that team unsuccessful. Um, so just trying to just build your foundation on those things.
0: Something you, you said that resonated with me, because I, I I want to get more of your thoughts on it. When you talked about like in sports, it's like a, a double-edged sword, an awesome thing that there's always a measurement for us at the end of the game, at the end of a practice, there's tallies, there's lights that's, that say you did this, you failed to do this, but you're right in life. That scoreboard is harder to find. Right. And I think that's probably a good thing, but also a learning thing, right? It's like, Guys, it's so awesome that you can judge right now, but you gotta learn to judge other things besides that, because the end of the day there's no scoreboard that said you change diapers well. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got eighty-two points today in the diaper changing. But talk more about, you know, you you were just talking about that.
1: Yeah, I, I completely agree. It's just um just I think it off the court like diving a little bit deeper. It's just everyone starts every you're going to start in different places like somebody's going to start you know you have some of our um team members they'll come in from day one 4.0 double major boom 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 just ready you know like yeah i, I almost asked as a coach i was like do you really even need me you know <laughs> i'm just i'll yeah, see I'm, you at four o'clock you'll be fine <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm just here to i'm like your hype man at the, uh, <laughs> and then you have some students who start um you know in just different places um you know academically but just showing them like you know coming to, going to class and being present um and then 4 years from now and you and cuz you know it you know cuz you know as you get getting older you kind of see it you know 4 years from now you know that how great that person can be um and that's that's kind of what you you're thinking like hey let's just go and this the reason we get into coaching I think we are like crazy in this way like we love that process like we'll do it we can do it like that's what makes us we can do it like we can watch the film we can clip that thing up we can i can watch this three thousand times yes, for sure. <laughs> over, I'm not sure. And I'm, I'm and I'm not bored i'm not bored <laughs> it. let's run it back let's just keep doing <laughs> just like like drills like yeah we could, like we could yeah let's do let's do this over yes so, you know it'd be a fun uh, two hours if we just did <laughs> this again <laughs> and I, was, I think that's what it's like Yeah, let's let's drill that um but uh yeah. in, in life and in, basketball I think you know you understand that just going through those steps with people I actually think that's what makes this job fun um you you know kind of just being just getting in those processes and you know just understanding like you know the scoreboard is like hey I had 20 I had 10 rebounds I had six offensive rebounds or whatever it is you can measure that but showing those measurables in life like showing up being on time being present being prepared um mm-hmm. that's kind of how you score in
0: life that's awesome last question you where where is your career headed how are you gauging your career your goals here talk to me about you
1: yeah where's my career headed <laughs> and and you know i just you know uh i just saw a report that you know there's um a coach that might make 20 million dollars a year uh so they let you monty, uh, good job monty <laughs> ready to sign that contract Yes, yeah, so i don't <laughs> Uh, i don't know where the coaching profession profession is going um that's i guess that's another podcast mm-hmm. um, but um in terms of my specific um career um just like what i've been able to like recreate um so far in my coaching career just um hopefully i'm fortunate enough to continue to recreate that so i think the relationships the people that i've been able to meet um and then the process to build and get to the best consistently be there um, just the opportunities to do that i I don't take for granted and and just looking forward to that you know moving forward Um, i am i always tell people this i think um you never like when you when coming to lewis and clark um coming to portland oregon especially being from mississippi um, I didn't know what to expect, um, but this place is definitely special, like the whole Pacific Northwest, special, special people, um, and just fortunate, um, and just looking forward to just moving forward with that for
0: sure. Everybody listening to the pod, how can they keep up to date with your team, your program, you? What are the social follows they need to, the websites to watch the streams? How, how do we keep track of the Pios this coming season?
1: Yes, we're on Instagram, um, LC Pios MBB. Um, And then we have obviously our team website, Um, you know, our sports information staff, they do an amazing job keeping that up to date Um, and yeah, just get in there, jump on the website, jump on Instagram. And um, definitely we always, I think our entire conference, always looking to welcome people in.
0: And I got to say now your place gets loud. It don't take that many bodies to make that (laughs) damn gym really loud. And this year you guys put people in the stands and it was even more of an environment.
1: Yeah, shout out to our football coach. Our football coach, Ooh. they, uh, you know, really, really, um, kind of increased our fan experience significantly. So, so our football, um, not only the coach, football coach, football team, um, their captains, their leaders, just people there, and not just being present, like participating, you like know, running and-
0: up and down sidelines, <laughs>
1: <laughs> all of that. All of them, I think mean, we're just so appreciative. I, you, I, you know, you know this, this stuff, yep. that stuff is so important. Um, yes, so valuable. It's, it's worth. It's, you know, everything. So uh, just really, really grateful for our uh, football team, kind of taking the charge on that, and then our alums who always come. They've, they've always come every single game since I've been here. So just really, really appreciative of those two things for sure.
0: Cross the streams. Thank you, sir.
1: Oh yes, we. appreciate you.